Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Wait, we're, we're just going to roll right now. Um, episode uh, 71, Gail and Trombley Show, Matt Craig. He's in studio. Uh, Matt, this is what number? It has to be like three, right? Oh, it was at least three. I, I was thinking maybe more. This is four because I was on in the beginning. I think you're, and I think I was on twice. I think you were on one twenty-five and twenty fifty. I thought I did like every twenty-five. Mm-hmm. We're not seventy-five. You're close seventy-five, but it's close enough. Um, so our our heat, our, our office was ninety degrees the last few days, and then yesterday this kid pops in, and he's here to fix all the ACs in our whole unit. We have four of them in our building, and we basically I was so excited to see this kid. And the true MVP, so it's now, I, I dropped it down to 64 last night, and I've progressively gotten higher, so we're at 70, and I'm actually cold right now. And then Matt tells me that I just got to gain some weight, which I've been trying to do. So did I tell you I'm almost 200 pounds? Really? Do you think I look 200 pounds? Here, stand up. Because you're, you're not super tall. No. 5'7". Five, I would guess like 170 to 185. That's it? So, I think so. So I, back in uh, January, end of last year was like whatever, eating good, going to the gym, doing all that good stuff. I got down to one. I stood on a scale at a showing in January, fully clothed, shoes, jacket, a um, bunch of stuff in my pockets, 165. About I had a heart attack. That was the lowest I've been in a long time. Felt great. Felt great. Was eating a quite a bit of food and I was tracking everything and it just, I leaned out and it was, it was good. Like I felt great. I just was too light. So then I started for quarantine. I've just been doing like a kind of like a strength powerlifting kind of cycle just to kind of get some, are some, you doing like five, five or what are you doing? It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's called mad cow five by five, five by five. It's all just, uh, people just put their name on the five by five. It's just the big lifts. It, you get big. That's it. You put on muscle, Eat big, get big. So that's what I've been doing. So I've been just eating a lot, a lot of like weight gainer shakes then I stepped on a. Then I stepped on a. Um, no shakes, bro. Then I stepped on a. I, I ha- it's just because day to day I don't eat enough, so I need to just eat quick. So that with whole milk. But um, I stepped on a scale the other day at a showing. Now, to be fair, the house was kind of older. Um, the scale, I don't know how good it was, but it said one ninety eight point six. That's pretty dang close. So I, I don't think I'm two hundred pounds because that means I put on. I started gaining weight in basically quarantine. I'm like, screw it. I got nothing else. Might as well get some kind of normalcy. So I started a program. So basically three months, and I would say four, I've gained 40 pounds in four months, which I don't think is true. I don't think I've gained that quick. I don't feel as – when I tried to gain weight five years ago, I felt bigger then than I do now. And I was eating a ton of food back then. I only got up to 190, which makes me think that I'm probably not 200. I could be. I really could. Five, you know, five pounds. Like I could see you grew as a man. I could see you being two hundred. You think so? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start leaning back out in a few months. Probably, I would like to get down to like a one eighty. Yeah. Like, and then I'd be happy. That that that's like a good weight for me. 
I just got back down to 300. You told me that. Yeah, I was up to... I weighed myself at 315, and I could have been more. So, get, got a little what, thick what in you, quarantine. What are you doing now? Just living. <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> losing weight, just living with a little, like, a little less calories? Yeah, just not going crazy. I'm an expert snacker. So, so we've had the conversation before. Do you think... This is my one thing I'm going to I'm going to say to you and this is my only advice I'm going to give. Do not do cuz you said you're not really on anything like a, a diet kind of thing. Yeah. Don't do like a fad diet. No, I'm just going to do just eating but, healthy. No yes. diets. Cuz this, this is the one thing if anybody's the Matt Craig Matt Craig circa I'm going to say college. Circa Matt was like what was the what weight were you at when you were like doing jiu-jitsu and like Probably Were you like, under 200? In high school, I did 179 for a tournament, but I weighed 200 the next day. Okay, so you about 200 like, in high school. So you're, Yeah, I was probably like two... What did I compete at? I don't remember what weight I was in jiu-jitsu competing. I just remember high school. If you got down to 220, you'd be like great I, shape. you look great. I've been at 225 with a six-pack before, and it was crazy. So I my... my I want to get is, down is to two fifty and just see how I feel. Is this something that we can like? Can we do like a challenge where we just not not like a sober October, but just like a legit challenge? Like we're we're in June right now, so you've half. Should the we year. do the opposite? How much we can? How much you can gain and how much I can lose? Well, I don't want to gain. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm a couple weeks away from like trying to top out my gaining weight um, purpose for the most part. But I want to say like if we give you six months because we're almost to July, so say July through the end of the year. Do you think you can get down the 250 by New Year's? I think so. Like if we if we made this like amongst our friends group, we could. This is like the like the race to 250. See where you're at, because I think if you get the 250, you going from 250 to 225. Because depending on where you're at at that point, I think you could do that over the next six months after that. Yeah, and I don't think that's like 75 pounds in about a year. Is that too? Is that too much? Nah, it's just slow and steady. But I don't. I would think it would, once you start losing weight, I think it would come off quick off you. I think you could lose a few pounds a week almost. Yeah, my problem is I used to eat like an athlete, and I used to like burn like thousands yeah. of calories. But now I'm not an athlete, and I still like eating like that. But but every time we've, we've talked about this, when we go out to lunch or breakfast, you usually eat very clean. Yeah, very clean. That's why I'm always. But you you do tell me that you snack a lot at home, so. Um, but I think that's that should I think two fifty by two fifty by Christmas. No, but well, by New Year's we'll give you. That's, I mean, that's the same thing. It's yeah. five days. I mean, it gives you like another week after you binge for Christmas to drop back down. But if you if you got down to two fifty, you would look completely different. Yeah, like because again, because I think at two twenty five you would be like a, a very in shape two twenty five. I would be I would be back to a super athlete if I was two twenty five. I think so. Do you think you can make this happen? Like seriously, like get back on. I don't know if I can hit two twenty five. Two fifty those all day. Yeah, yeah, two fifty. I just don't think. Like it, it used to suck. Like I would literally just eat grilled chicken, Frank's Red Hot, and lettuce to keep at two twenty five. Well, to get like when I was in the, I think I, I think when I ran the Spartan race, I think I was, I think I was like two. 200 to 210 and then yeah you were lean then after that yeah. i went on a clean bulk and i remember being like 225 not like a cut up six pack but i had like ab definition mm -hmm. i shouldn't say six pack i was 225 with ab definition yeah big difference yeah 
strong though. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think if you got I think if you got down yeah, 250 by I think 250 by New Year's. Yeah, I like it. Would be would be like a legit goal. Like so that, that we're going to just I'm going to put 250 by New Year's and we're just going to that's going to be our social pressure of is that is that fair? Can we do that? Well, we got to make a bet. By January 1. I don't care what do you want to do the bet. Should we get people in on this? Are we going to get like a Maybe, folks, if you're listening to this, comment or DM Matt or I and tell us what you think the bet should be. I guess how would there... Because I, no, I have no horse in the race except I hope I lose because I want you to get down there. I wonder how, like, we could, whatchamacallit, get everybody, like, figure out what their goals are and then somehow pool the money. Like, everybody puts up 100 and then if you hit your goal, you get it back. If not, you give it... You know what I mean? We could like put it like in a kitty kind of thing and just keep it there and then, um, yeah. I mean, I don't care if we do like a full on like six six month could be whatever, but it's got to be, it's got to be a legitimate hard goal, ideally of the physical mental capacity. Like I wouldn't look at like a job performance as being a goal. I think it'd be something outside of that, like you losing weight. Maybe me. It's got to be the fine goal too, bro. You, we should both be at two fifty then fight. No, two fifty. <laughs> me getting the two fifty would not be healthy. No, I know. I would be a big two fifty. That'd be so weird looking. Like, like me at two hundred. I don't think I feel big. My clothes are tighter right now for sure because I'm in the same clothes I was when I was one seven. I usually went about one seventy to one eighty. Yeah. But if I can get to like 180, 185, I'll be very happy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have, I, to, we'll have to figure that out. I got to get on the course, man. I thought I had a, a season-ending back injury. I literally couldn't walk can for you, like two days. How are you right now? Uh, probably at like 60%. Have you gone to the Cairo? Yeah, I've been going twice a week for like really? since. When did I get hurt? I got hurt like last year, right? Well, no, this, it just came, my back's really weird. It just comes in like. You've had back issues for. Yeah, forever. A, pretty well, much. Probably at least a year to two years that I've known you with like in the golf. and under Well, in high school, I had really bad stuff. Like they wanted to give me back surgery and stuff, but I just like stretched through it. My L5, if L5 Was is. Was it compressed? Yeah, like the middle of your back. And I got an MRI and they said it's not. Um, Dude, backs, backs are the worst. Yeah, they are. They're the worst. Um, yeah, because I, I mean, I think. You got to be careful though with golf, because like the thing golf is literally last on my list. Do, do you think, from a golf standpoint, like it feels weird right now because my I just last Friday was the first round I played all year. So you're talking January twenty or not January June twentieth. Um, so that means I missed all of April, all of May, and most of June before I even played. Do you think that by potentially having coming back from like a back injury that you will swing more? in control and more mixture of looser in control and shorter because you kind of have to meaning you wouldn't like really hack at the ball or really have a violent swing where it's more of like a nice easy kind of controlled if my back has any pain though i'm just not gonna golf because that's like last on my list no i know but i'm saying if you were to golf yes get back into golf like back's back's fine i feel comfortable go back out do you think it would affect the way that you swing a golf club where you might swing it i'd probably just a little more i'll just do quarter swings probably because I, th- I, this is what I found. Now I've been playing bad, but I've hit some decent shots. My problem is, 
because as I've gotten a little bulkier, what happens is I can't swing back as far. When I was when I played a lot of golf, like I was, there was nothing to. There was like no muscle mass. I could swing all over the place. I have to end my swing way shorter than I usually do, but it keeps it on plane. And for me, it's from there, and it's just like the turning, the driving down into it. My distances are the same. Like they're the same as what I was before. So my problem is I swing bad when I. I get out of the funk and I kind of go back to my old swing where I really try to go farther back, which I'm off plane. Yeah. If I just go like here and swing into it, it feels like I'm like barely hitting it, but the ball will go. Go so much further. And, and it's smooth. When I was doing like quarter swings, that's when I was like the best. Like just literally coming back halfway and just following through because you don't have to hit it hard. You got to stay on plane. And, and I remember, remember last year you went and there was one round you hit a couple balls like you're, it was the best driving we've seen you do. All of your swings were like these little short, compact, on plane, and it was just like a little bit back, make contact, and it was going over 200 yards. Yeah. Like, but for you being... And that was with a three-wood, too. I wasn't even hitting my driver. Yeah, like if you... you you'll be surprised. Like, any course around here, if you can consistently hit probably 240 to 250 in the drive, you can do damage on the course here. Like, it, most of them aren't that super long. Yeah. And you got to think, even on a 400-yard par 4, which would be kind of long around here, you still have 150 in. So if you're hitting 250 in the drive, that's probably a 9 or an 8 iron into the green. Well, it sucks because I don't think – has there any tournaments this year? Not that I know of. I think the United Way did theirs, but it, I think it was like – Was that the one in Lake Placid? I think that so. That got canceled. Oh, it did get I did, canceled? I did hear that. So my hope is that there's a few in August. Yeah. I don't know because – I mean, we played last year. There was some fun. We had some fun. Dude, games. we played in the barracks the day we did the claw day at the barracks. Yeah, that was one of the most. That fun was when rounds we played twenty seven, right? We went back out. Yeah, that well, that last night was one of the most fun rounds I ever played. Yeah, and I was playing great then. I remember towards the end of the season is when I I remember I hit I hit the ground once on a drive and like my back was just like no nope. up. Yeah, you got to think how fast you're swinging a golf club, how like how violent you're swinging it. And the room for air, like if you hit a few inches behind and go down, like you can hurt your wrist substantially, like back. Yeah. So it it is, or you you kind of slip while you're swinging, you could hurt your knee, hip, and people are like, oh, golf. I'm like, golf's a very athletic sport because you're going from a static position, you're turning back, and then you're releasing this powerful like kinetic energy into the ball while still staying static in certain spots of the body, and you're torquing up against basically your hips, your knees. Um, I just don't like the one-way motion the whole time. Like, I feel like it's hard to not tweak your back doing it. The repetitive, like, back. Like, you're always swinging from the right side or, or whatever hand you are. Yeah, I think a lot of pro golfers, though, when they do rotational movements, when they're like the pros, they do a lot of both ways to balance out. So they're not just strong one way and weak the other. Yeah. They're obviously going to be stronger one way, but you can balance out the two. And I take practice swings like lefty. Like, if I'm at the range, like, I'll just, like, just to loosen up but <clears throat> i don't know that's my biggest worry because i won't i won't go back to golf until it's like until i'm sure that i can do it because i have to do farm work first and like general housework morning yeah morning stuff's hard I, that that's my the hardest part for me which i knew was coming as soon as i have kids like the amount of stuff that i punt is like, like we went off at like six thirty this morning you know yeah. and then you know so it's it's one where you start off early, you know, you make, you know, I, I'm just one of those people, like, I'll go golf nine holes early in the morning, or if it's a tournament, I'll go golf, but for me, to be honest, if I'm really, I don't know if I really want to 
Golf's one of those sports that takes a long time. I'd rather go hit the range and just hit golf balls than go play five-hour rounds. It's too long. Like, I'd rather just go hit golf balls for 45 minutes because I'm getting all the swings in. It's just com- compact, so I still get to have the like the fun of hitting a golf ball, but not having to go on the course and wait. And I love golf, but um, things change, you know. So I like, you know, t- time-wise, it's tough for me to go out and commit to it. Um, I think it will open. My son would be fun, or daughter, if they get into golf, that'd be fun. But Yeah, I feel like golf is one of those sports that goes away for a few years when you have kids, and then it comes back when... I'll definitely play a lot when I'm older. I yeah. know that because I still love the game. But if my like kind of what my dad did, if my, I got into it, and then my dad started playing more. If I can, my son can get into it, I'm about eight to ten years away. Maybe probably, I'd say six to eight years away from really playing because I I would start him sooner than I started. Yeah, I start at ten, but real really he could probably start like six, seven, eight, like going out and with me on the course. Well, I feel like any maybe sport, like you can literally just be like, hey, come ride around in the cart and mess around on the green i could probably bring some small clubs and he just you know plays from 100 yards in or something like that and that's where he tees up so we'll have to figure it out i think i wanted to give him a little set of golf clubs but i might do that where he gets a couple shots put it on the green and then he putts and mm-hmm. just kind of keep him moving but i think that'll be fun i'm looking forward to that too because that'll be fun to go out and play and then it becomes kind of like a hangout thing and i don't feel i don't feel guilty for that i'm not home hanging out with him mm-hmm. um so what else did you do for quarantine was your big uh, any house projects any farm projects i'm sure you did quite a bit we did. I've been making a lot of wine lately, and that's been pretty exciting. Really? Yeah. So a guy off came, your land? N- not yet. Just learning how to. So a guy came. Um, shout out to Nick, and bought some ducks from me. I don't know how we got started. Well, I do actually, because I made the joke. I'm like, you know, I feel like I have everything I need here. I just don't know how to make wine. And he was like, dude, it's super easy to make. And I'm like, really? And he just gave me the steps, and it is like I just I literally went and bought grape juice, wine yeast. And that's it. And you just, and sugar. And you just mix it in a pot. Like I have the five gallon jugs from um, like your water thing. Mm-hmm. Mix it, poke a hole in a balloon, put it on top, let it go for a while, switch to another jar, switch to like another five gallon jug to get all the sediment and all this stuff it sinks to the bottom. And then you just, you just wait like a month and then you bottle it. And I had some last night. And it was actually, it was pretty good. Cause when you first have it, it's like young. Like the flavor isn't like, so it's grape, sugar, and yeast. That's all you need for wine. All you need. Grape juice, sugar, and yeast. Really? And then shout out to whoever so left. So yeast is what brings the alcohol. Yeast makes the sugar. Yeast eats sugar, and the byproduct is alcohol. Really? Okay. So that, like, that must be a common like mm-hmm. chemistry thing. So the natural, like you can make wine out of anything with sugar. So like strawberry wine, um, so it's just as long as you have yeast. Could you make anything with yeast and sugar and just any liquid? Mm-hmm. No, technically be alcoholic. Well, yeah, like cider. Cider is made with apples, so that that's why it's cider, but not wine. But it's the same. It's the same fermentation process. I don't know how to make beer though. I don't know. What the, I think beer is more complicated. Could you do? Could you do coffee? Like an alcoholic, like a, a coffee liqueur or something like that. But you do sugar, yeast, and like coffee. And then you get like a calf, like you get an alcoholic coffee. Well, I mean, there's like liquor coffee. Yeah. But it, but it wouldn't be, well, you want the sugars, you want some of the sugar to be natural and some of it to be artificial. So gotcha. like grapes have sugar. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, coffee, I, I mean, you could, but I don't think it'd be good. Could you do tomato juice? Probably. There's yeah. There's sugar in that, right? Yeah. 
Why are you thinking of like the grossest things? Well, I'm just thinking like cause coffee, you just said, then cause now, tomato now juice. Now I just realized all you need is two ingredients. You can pretty much make anything alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try rhubarb. How, how's your, actually, how's your wine up there? Because I have it on the top shelf. It's actually really good. I haven't opened it yet because I just, I just, to be honest, it's just kind of like a. It's better. It's, it's kind of something I like. I like to add stuff for my friends up there. So I have yeah. a bunch of different random local people. Um, so, but your, your bottle, well, I don't think really fits anywhere. It's, it's just timeless. Yeah, so it's up with yeah, it's up on the it's literally my top shelf. I have I think it's probably the best spot for it. Right next to the Grey Goose, you know. Right next to the Grey Goose. And my business cards and lockboxes and uh Christmas uh train station village. Which I don't know why that's up there. Ryan Lee got that for you. No, the train station. No, I know. Oh, oh. <laughs> that that Ryan Lee, nice guy. Um uh, wait, what was I gonna say before that? About tomato tomato wine? Something about wine. Oh, and shout out to whoever somebody left a wine making kit at our office too. I don't, don't know, who. know who. Shout out to them. I hope they listen to this. Shout out to that person. What, what was uh, what's that, that involve? Just grape, like just nicer grape juice. Like I literally just bought Welch's grape juice, and then this had like a nice bag of grape juice and more. Oh, you didn't stomp out grapes or anything. You just no. said grape juice. Mm-hmm. Also, grape juice, yeast, and sugar. And that's it. Those three mm-hmm. will make you wine. Oh, I, I totally missed the boat. I thought you actually had legitimate. Like you went through the whole process of like, well, I'm doing that for strawberries now. So with strawberry wine, same thing, just water, sh- strawberries, and sugar. Do you like, mash but you have to like, yeah, like mash. or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like the juice is like all strawberry, and like it looks pretty delicious. So you could do like an orange juice. You could do like blueberry mm-hmm. or something. Um, I mean, basically, that'd be like a screwdriver almost. Not vodka. It'd probably be not as not as. It tastes different. Like it, it definitely didn't taste like other wines that I've had. But I had it. So you got to wait at least two months. You should wait six months. For, for I don't know why the flavor changes, but it does somehow. So when you put the balloon on, that's just so so that the gas is out. Yeah. So the okay. the carbon monoxide can escape, I think, and oxygen doesn't get in. So so that process with the balloon lasts how long? Like a month. And then you let it go for six more months after that? Can you no, it? you bottle it. So I got a sweet, like, uh, I bought a cool corker online because I read, like, a lot of homemade wines mess up because they're not corked properly. Mm-hmm. And I got, like, a cool floor plus corker. Check out Open Gate Farmstead's latest post on Instagram and you can see it. So th- this uh, so this, this will actually put in the cork looks, into the bottle. And it just looked cool. Like, there was yeah, other ones. Yeah, bring it up. There was other ones that were, like, only 40 bucks or only, like, 12 bucks. But honestly, they didn't look as cool. So I just bought this one. I'm like, you know what? It's going to look cool as hell in my workshop. How big is your workshop? 18 by tw- or 16 by 24. We just cemented that bitch. Oh, wow. Doesn't that look cool? Oh, that's heavy duty. That's not... Yeah. Th- oh, I thought this thing was smaller. How many bottles did you make? 20. Of the juice? How of many, the, of how many, red wine, baby. How many grape juices did you buy? Eight of them. Really? Yeah, I made a four-gallon batch. and Well, I think I made... I think it was 18 bottles, but one was a 1.5 liter. So when, when uh, where do you get where do you get uh, bottles, bro? Check me out on Facebook. Did you just recycle? I, yeah, yeah, just make status. And I literally got thousands of bottles, not thousands, but like a good, good status. Oh, people were just like, hey, here's bottles. Really? Shout out to Aunt Diane. Loves that wine. So 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 you just you just clean it up. And- yeah, just like ask people. So it's so the whole process for the bottle is you have to mix baking soda and water. And then you let it sink. You let it just sit for a while. Like the wine bottles in there, I just did it in my sink. And then you scratch off the labels. Some peel right off. Apothic, um, apothic red. No, nineteen crimes peels right off. Nice. If you're listening to this, 
and you drink 19 crimes, especially the reds, save me the bottles, but I'm being dead ass. Apothic, the labels didn't come off as good. Apothic, yeah. Apothic's pretty good. I, I don't think I've had 19 crimes. I know which one it is, though. Yeah. It's pretty popular. I've been drinking Apothic Red. The Dark. It says Winemaker's Blend on the bottom. Yeah. Yep, yep. I've been uh, drinking that one. Ringley and Bros or something. It's like that, but it's a bourbon barrel age, and it's like... I go to the liquor store on uh, Route 9 South, uh, the one in Yondo's. Okay, I was thinking the one at Stewart's. On, there's one right next to Stewart's. Well, on that's South North. Platt, I think South Platt Street. South Catherine Street. Oh, yeah, that's just Cath- Catherine Street. But the one uh, in the Yondo's parking lot has the cheapest prices I've found. Really? And then on the way home, I go to Arnold's in Keysville. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've gotten into wine, or were you in wine, into wine before? Not just making it, but like you drink wine a lot. I love wine. My problem is, it's like it's like ten to twelve dollars, and I pretty much drink a bottle in a night if I have it. So I just feel like it's wasteful. Like I'll drink. I definitely drink more if I have wine versus beer. So like I, I'll get. I just get drunker naturally. Like I just fill up a mason jar, and I still drink it. Like, so you just put the level. wine right in the mason jar. Yeah. The I really like wine. Wine's one of the only alcoholic beverages I can have with food. I yeah. don't like beer with food, and I don't. I can have like a, maybe a vodka club, but I don't like um, like with food. I like water. I don't really like eating. Like I'll drink before and I'll drink yeah. after, but I, it's, I have a hard time drinking during a meal, except when I have wine with like steak or wine with fish or wine with pasta. Great. Yeah. So wine to me is a very good dinner food, but um, I mean, just sitting and drinking wine's fun too. I like wine. Like, I can say I probably like wine better than... Do I like it better than... It depends on the beer. If I could always get off-sable brewery beer, like, at the store, and I, that could be the only thing I drank, I would probably drink way more I've beer. I've never had their beer. You're missing out. Dude. I know. Everybody said that. I, I just have never... I, I don't go to a lot of local breweries. My wife doesn't drink a lot, so that's, we just don't... It's not, like, a place where we would go mingle with friends. I think if it was one where I was like hanging out with people and you're going to a, like a, a wine or a, yeah, just a brewery, a hundred percent, I would I'd be down. But um, next time your buddies come up and visit or something, plan a day and we'll go out because it's so nice. Like you can go there at like noon, and like I'll you don't feel like an alcoholic. There's little kids running around. It's outside. <laughs> like I, I, I've been there once to get um, to get a couple growlers for people. Mm-hmm. So I have seen the property. I've driven by it too. I just have never actually stopped and or had a beer from there. But I've heard. Only good things about it. They're the best ever. Any anytime I travel anywhere, I bring um, what you would call it. That's like your care package to people. No, well, whenever I was traveling, I would just no matter where I was, I was like, "Do you guys have any local beers I could try?" Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you yeah. know, literally, first off, YOLO. When are you gonna have that beer again? <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I, yeah. The I had one in Scotland that was near um, what's the big mountain in Scotland? Ben Nevis. Okay. It was like the brewery near Ben Nevis, and it was like a golden lager, and it was like one of the best beers I've ever had. But now, Allsable tops all the other random beers I've had. Uh, I'm, I'm the same as you, so if I go to a place, depending... We went to Port, um, Portland last year, Maine, and I went with some friends to a concert, and we just... Like, everything we went to was... A, there were so many breweries out there. It's amazing. Portland's a beautiful place. And we went out there. There were so many beers. And usually I went up and I just would ask them. Like I just asked the people, okay, the local beer, like which, which one should I try? Because I'm, I'm not a – I don't have a lot of knowledge on beer. Um, I'm not a beer snob. I don't really care. It's just kind of I want to try different stuff. There's a few I don't – you know, like I'll finish probably any beer. But there's mm-hmm. a few that I'm like, eh, I want to stay away from. But most I of the time – I hate Coors. Coors? I think Coors. I will I can, not drink Coors if people give it know, to me. You know what beer I 
I really don't like is Budweiser and Bud Light. I just don't, for some reason, it's not, I mean, I will drink it for sure, but I don't know what it is. I'm not a big Bud Light guy or Budweiser. I will skip it. I'll get like a Miller. I'll do I'll be Blue Light. Dude, I like drinking the Claws now. Like if I'm drinking during the day, like a Claws refreshing. It's not heavy. You can drink a few of them. Claws are great on the golf course, oh, yeah. which we played. But the idea is that they don't make you as dehydrated. And I find, you know, it, there ain't no law. And, and uh, I, I think... Ain't that the truth, I, I brother? Think, <laughs> ain't think, that the truth? So, like, that was one of my things last year. We had... I only had a couple tournaments last year where we really got after it in the sense of, like, we played but had some booze. I probably spent 3000 on White Claw last summer. <laughs> no, not I was, really. I was going to say, I'm like, you, you might have, actually. Um, no, but the, the, the one tournament we played there and then the... The team I was with at the Chamber of Commerce tournament. Also, big shout out to everybody paying for golf tournaments last year. I'm pretty sure I didn't pay for any of them. Like maybe one or two of them. Really? Big shout out. And you had some good teams. You know, you know who you are. I, pay, I paid for majority of them. I, I don't. You've probably paid for me for one of the teams. Maybe. That might have been the case. I, there was a couple I got picked up on, but most of them I paid something for. But either either case, they uh, they're fun. They're oh, fun yeah. if. They're fun if you have three other people in your never group had a bad team who are fun. That's the thing. Like if you if you have good people on your team, it is a blast of a day. If you go in and you have one friend and two people you've never met, this is there's sometimes you can go to a golf tournament and be the be the guy going on the team and be like the fourth person and the other people turn out to be good. It is a big gamble because you're going out for four to five hours. So I really like to know all four people on my team. Even if you're like Hey, it's me, you, Ryan, and my buddy from college. This guy's either going to be legit or he's going to be a, like a, a wet rag and like he doesn't do anything. So that's the thing you miss. So it's like, is it going to be like a, is he going to be like Matt Craig level or is he going to be, you know, we don't have to name any names. But. Well, just like Mr. Boring. So yeah. the idea of that is if you get a good legit Mr. team, Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns, if you get, <laughs> if you get a good legit team, it's a lot, it's a, a lot of fun. And that, and I think. The people make the tournament. I never expect to win anything when I play those tournaments. I just want to go most fun, have had. a few drinks, have some fun, have some really good laughs. Yeah, that's fuck, it. Fuck COVID. Yeah. So I mean, we would. I think we would have been. We would have played a decent amount of tournaments this year. We would have had fun. I would have still played because my plan was even if you just chipped and putted. That's what that, I was just gonna go play eighteen and just chip and putt. See how I feel the next day. No, nothing outside. 15 yards from the green. Anything that you could just basically move your hands and just kind of I'd hit, my, I'd hit something from like 50, but... Okay, well, something you know, like, stretch. Just a little baby swing. Hey, if nobody's on iron. the green, right? Nobody's yeah. on the green, we'll take a shot. Um, but I miss it, man. I mean, COVID, COVID's been a horrible thing, and it's it's ruined a lot of lives and businesses, and I hope America opens back up, and I hope we get back to normal soon, because it's... Uh, I don't like all this new normal you, talk. You know, you know, one, I don't think it'll be new normal, and... The other thing, I mean, it's not illegal. I've shook people's hands since being back in work. And it's kind of like some people are like all good. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I mean, I get it. I don't want to spread anything for sure. I'm very cautious. I wear, we got to wear masks and stuff in the house and I do that. I just you tell know, people to do, I say whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. If someone wants to shake my hand, I'm comfortable with that. I don't, I'm not like going to freak out by it. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I'm the same way. I'm like. Where did I shake hands first? Like, I'll give you your space. I had a couple of clients have shook my hands, just buddies have shook my hands, you know, done fist pumps and stuff. But like, it, to me, it's, it's being cautious. Like, I'm not going to go up and like, again, think about it. We're not in big crowds ever. Like, I mean, I'm with a couple guys. There's a lot of different places in the world. If you're in New York City, you should probably be scared because think about a day 
think about like a high rise apartment where there's 50 floors and each floor has 20 rooms maybe yeah this could be an exact i don't know think yeah. about they all have to touch the same elevator button they all have to mm-hmm. go through the door they all have to like go in the subway and be in other people's space realistically like we could spend weeks up here and not like we we drive in a car and the the only thing that ever skewed me out during this whole thing was just gas pumps and that was the only like i i yeah. washed my hands like regularly but after the gas pump i had glove when it was going down i had gloves in the truck and like yeah did that wash my hands after was pretty serious but i didn't yeah i i, I didn't freak out enough i i shouldn't say that like i was one where when everything got shut down, like Mark- I was in New York City on day one of the shutdown, it was scary. Really? Yeah. In the city? Yeah. Wow. So March twentieth, we were told we couldn't show houses. So like, I you could feel like once you hit like March first, like every week got a little more chaotic, and like now we're closing restaurants. Like well, this is insane. We were still going and doing stuff, and then I was like, okay, it's just a matter of time before they tell us we can't go into other people's homes in March twentieth. So from like March twentieth to like through April, I was fine. Like basically a solid probably five to six weeks. I was like, I'm staying home. I'm not like the first few weeks I left my house to go get groceries. And that was it. I did not see anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say about a few weeks into maybe three, four, about three weeks in, we kind of started seeing parents again. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then we kind of slowly started. Well, your kids aren't in school yet, right? No. Yeah. No. So, I mean, we, we the, the first two to three weeks, I saw my kids, Gina, and like maybe one of or two of our parents. I saw nobody else. Yeah. And, and I had no appointments. I wasn't with anybody. I left the house to go grocery shopping and nothing, nothing changed. And then it was like, then, then it was kind of like, okay, well, we'll have some of our, our family over, mm-hmm. not really friends. We'll have family over. You know, my sister might have come over or came over, like basically that, very low key. And then it got into uh, May, and then May was a little more chill. Where like if I saw people, like you'd give people space, but I wasn't afraid to talk to people outside or go somewhere, or mm-hmm. like if I ran into somebody at the grocery store to talk to them. But you had masks on and you were a distance away, so I was like, I was fine with that. And then probably mid-May, I was like, I'm good. Like I can go back whenever. I'm just waiting to go back. Yeah. So and now that I'm back, I'm like. The amount of homes I've been in since June 1st, 40, maybe. Like, so you're talking 20, I probably go in two homes a day at least, average. Today actually might be the historically lowest rates ever. What is that right now? I, this Under was three. I locked a two and a half today. Two and a half, really? So let me, for my, for my borrowers who are listening who might not be as qualified, um, 20% down. Uh, eight seventeen credit score, and um, other other factors that go into rate. So, not everybody's getting a two of five, and that's the first time I've ever done that. So I was pretty excited about that, that's and um, yeah, it's the market's definitely picking up. I'm hoping that we just get the rush that we missed in a condensed selling season. I think it's going to sort of happen like that. Since the beginning of June first. Since June first, when we went back, I think it was June was June first, whatever that Monday was. I've been absolutely in straight out for what is it twenty three days now. Um, I think I've probably listed since June first. 
eight homes maybe. I don't know. I'm going to say eight homes. I could be off on that. Every single one of them is pending right now. Yeah. And the average home six days, I don't know, five days, six days, seven days, something like that. It's, it's like a week. I mean, it seems like most industries up here besides restaurant were unaffected. Like we, we, we were affected for about, you guys never stopped. We were affected maybe for about a month. Yeah. And I would say it was, well, not even, not even real estate. I'm just saying like the industries up here, like it's like nurses, doctors, police, correction officers and factory yeah. workers. Yeah, basically. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, it, it seemed there's a lot of people. The weird thing about this whole stuff or the whole thing was some people were essential the whole time. So like when I'd go out and be like, oh man, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I actually literally have not stopped. I'm just going out and like where people were just like hunkered down at home. And I'm like, there's people literally out there all day long doing stuff because there's a lot of essential people. The real weird thing is essential people didn't get any more money. I think that was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like you think it really was weird that unemployment went up 600 bucks. Like you'd think maybe split the difference, give essential workers 300 a week more and unemployed mm-hmm. yeah, more. Yeah. You actually made for some people made less as an essential worker. You made a better. lot. You made a lot more. They were better on off, unemployment. Some some people were better off quitting their job and just taking unemployment. A lot of people aren't going to come back to work. Do you think they're going to leave the unemployment like that? Is that like is that like because my my thing? There are people that I know for a fact have not come back to work because their unemployment is more than they make, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Because you got to think six hundred. I mean, what's I'm not going to do Dude, the math. Six hundred right a week is an extra. What's six hundred? What's six hundred a week divided by forty? Well, it's twenty four hundred a month, and then twenty four hundred divided by one sixty is I might just whatever the extra really is. What's that? Fifteen dollars an hour, minimum wage. What's minimum wage? Six hundred a week is, I think that's fifteen an hour. I I only work in monthlies. No, it would be six hundred a week. Fifteen dollars an hour. Well, fifteen dollars an hour is thirty k a year. Yeah, but no, but I'm saying fifteen times four is sixty. Yeah, that's zero. Six, yeah, so six hundred. So you basically. We're working for $15 an hour. Well, the big thing What's that people wage right don't now realize, is it's something small. But the difference is unemployment is untaxed. When you're, when you're working, you're getting taxed. Mm-hmm. You're just getting actual 600 cash, which is the same as probably eight or 900 Yeah, it's crazy. You can just, I don't know. It's, it's a wild. Like, and, and the thing is, I'm not one to complain about anything in that regard because people were complaining about it. I'm like, who ever thought we were going to have a global pandemic that would shut down the economy around the world where... You know, we'd have to figure all this out. So, like, I just, like, for things like that, it's like, you got to give everybody the benefit of the doubt of, like, everybody was caught off guard. Nobody. We're in weird, unprecedented times. Yes. This is the weirdest. March 1st through now, year to date still, like, hasn't changed. It's been the weirdest three months of my life, four months. It's like a twilight zone. It's getting better. It feels more normal. Like, talking to you feels normal now. Like, Seeing people feels normal, but there's always like this overlaying like weirdness to it. Like going to the house today and like still putting masks on to go into house makes kind of I weird. hate seeing old people because I feel like they're nervous and like I like I wear I don't want to wear a mask, but I do if I go inside anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just because like just for other people, like I don't think I don't think the government should tell us that we have to wear a mask, but to help out other people, I will. Yeah. But I hate seeing old people. Because, like, I'll avoid them in stores. Like, I'll go around the long way because I'm like, I don't. Because, I mean, like, the, it's, the average age of death from it is 82. 
Yeah. So like whenever you see somebody like that, like I'm like, I just want to stay away because I know you're nervous every single person you see. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm very respectful from like, if people are freaked out by it, then I will give them space. I'm not going to, I'm not one to be like, if I have a better comfort level versus someone else and someone else doesn't like that, I'm like that we will treat it at that level. You know, like I'm not, I'm not going to ever downplay someone else's nervousness because I was one of those people. I was never nervous when the whole, like I, I was, had no problem getting it. I was, well, I've, yes, obviously it's better if you don't get it, but like, I was like, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be flex o- right through I'll that COVID. <laughs> I was confident I would probably be okay, but it was the idea that I, I didn't want to catch it and then spread it. Like that was my, I have two friends who tested positive, absolutely no symptoms. Yeah. The three people I know who passed away were all older. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, but that, that was the thing, like being scared of like the virus. I'm like, I'm totally fine. My thing was, I just wanted to be like a good Samaritan and not spread it to people that couldn't handle it. So like mm-hmm. for me. I was fine staying home because to be honest, my thing was I hated the people that were like trying to find loopholes to go back to work. I'm like, guys, just stay home, stay home. Like at the very beginning, we everybody would have done this in, in you know April. Just stay home, and then we'll go back to work sooner. And this is from someone that like I love my job and I love being out and about with people, and it was tough not being out and about with people. But I was well, like, hey, well, for a lot of people, it's hard, dude. Every almost, I would say. Three quarters of the people I work with are paycheck to paycheck. Like they wouldn't fall apart. They no, like maybe like a month. Like basically paycheck to paycheck. Months. Yeah, yeah. Where your next paycheck is going to pay bills. Your next paycheck isn't like, oh, this is just in the bank hanging out. Yeah. So I think for some people, I mean, I was so lucky to be employed the whole time. Like I would have I could have made it work, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been fun. Whereas some people, like if you don't have a good safety net or and you know, whatever happened in, in January, your car broke down. Like, the world's never nice to you. So it's always going to be something. I was I was one of those, I don't know. When, when I found out, this thought, the first thought that came through my mind when they said that real estate wasn't essential and you can't go show property or do whatever, I literally was like, I might go find an essential job just to do something. Cause I, I Bro, don't sit, you would be nurse of the year. I don't sit still, well, but like, no, but like I, I, I literally was thinking in my head like, do I go to the grocery store and just stock shelves? Like, this is stuff that I like. I legitimately contemplated the first week because I'm like, I'm gonna be bored just sitting like not doing anything. Like, I gotta go out and just do something, you know. So I'm like, why don't I? And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, I'm in a spot where I don't have to go. Luckily, I don't have to go actually get the job. So maybe I'll just do something in your job, like, not on your job. Yes, and then I know it's the opposite. Working. Working on your business, not in your business. Yes, and I did some of that, but then I was like, you know what? I kind of took it as like, I, it's probably time that I'm not normally going to get ever again. So I really spent a lot of time like at R&R, home with the kids. Baby. Yeah, so I didn't, which is pretty good. I, you know, drinking weight gainer shakes with some babies. No, actually, the first month, I don't drink a lot. I, I drink sporadically, but it's more social with friends. I don't drink a lot. I drink every day for the first month. And when yeah. I say every day, I mean like at night I would have like one or two beers hey, or, or a know, glass of wine. You notice how your hair is a little thicker and your beard's a little thicker? More, and I feel it's, a little a little stoutier. Like it's, not a, it's not a coincidence. So, But I did that and then I also had ice cream every night for the first month. So I probably put on like a mini weight gain, but I wasn't really gaining because I, I wasn't eating a ton. It was just like chips or salsa. Like, it was just like at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I have nothing going on today. I have nothing going on tomorrow. Like, I also like now that like it's nice to have dinner so late. Because it's sunny out. Like I, I'll get home. Like I'll probably work outside to like seven thirty, mm-hmm. and then start grilling. Mm-hmm. And it's so much nicer to do that. Like in the like that's one thing I love about the summer. 
Like I have to go up to Shazy after this for an appointment. So I'll probably be done about six thirty or seven. So we're gonna go home and like grill, same thing, but I'm trying to get home I tried not to get home later than seven if I can avoid it each night. I try to, but I feel like no matter what, I always get home late. We have a little longer drive than I do, but it's it's still the idea. One, I try to get home because it's like having my wife put both kids down to bed is tough. So I like want to yeah. get back and spend a little bit of time before bed with them and hang out like at night. And then, um, so that's always like w- my goal is to kind of end the day by seven. That's why like one of the things we're going to start doing is doing podcasts earlier than doing later. Cause I mean, you know, like there was times I was starting podcasts at like six, seven o'clock at night. Yeah. I tried to night. always start them at five because, or I, I said five thirty depending on how I know them or not. Yeah. Like if I know them good, like they can come while I'm making phone calls and like mm-hmm. I can set up in front of them. But if I don't know them, like I want to be business, like here's the studio, let's do a mic check and let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think five would probably be the latest depending on the people. Cause most people right now have been good. I have a couple mornings lined up. I have a couple afternoon lined up. I think the three to five hours is going to become like my new time slot because it doesn't well, affect. Most of your showings probably happen after work, right? Yeah, my, my three to five time slot is not as busy as my five to seven. So really, if I can go three to five and then go run out and do a showing at five thirty, dude, and I've been thinking thir- since we concreted the barn, I've been thinking about moving the podcast studio to my house. But you could I, do that. I feel a little irresponsible because I'm gonna offer people to drink, and I don't want to make people drive like thirty minutes home. Make Sarah do it. <laughs> just <laughs> make Sarah Uber. Just kidding, home. Sarah. We don't want you to do that. But no. It, but if yeah, imagine if imagine if you do that, just like. It's get, like you can just booze and we'll just call an Uber. We got we got keys, Green Green Street Uber, Green Street Uber. The key would just be send a send a car to go get them and then give them a ride home. Yeah, you do that or just put a cot out. I thought you like a friend. Just be like, there's a cot. You actually have some good ones if you did them like around see the, in the morning. I might. Well, one of the things my uh, my Fourth of July weekend I think is going to be um, not happening this year. So that that's my one weekend to totally completely disconnect. Have some drinks with friends, have a couple cigars around the fire, just relax, and that's not going to happen. I might bring a few cigars home and just sit still, around my little campfire in the house. But it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be like, because I, I can't just go home and like, maybe maybe I'll take a couple days off of work where I just completely check out. Like I just literally like stay home but shut my phone off for like two, three days. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, I just, I don't know. I could do that, but then it's... It just seems like if I'm home and I have nothing really going on, I should do it. Do something fun. Climb a mountain or something. Let's not go that crazy. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I think I, think I should do something because I, like, I don't have that three or four day break this year. So it's going to end up being like three to four days, which is kind of fine because you, know, you take like the whole... Uh, well, it'll definitely be going down in Keysville. Throwing down, and you know the uh, the best mortgage brokers in the world live in Keysville. Party on like, Green Street. Party on Green Street. You guys should open up a broker just called like the Green Street Mortgage or something like that. <laughs> just like set up where it's just like a little like set K- up in one of your barns. City mortgage brokers. It's kind of like when they uh, remember Wolf of Wall Street where they tried to find like yeah this new up and coming like aerospace technology it was like a garage like Not, a little one. We like, should get better home. internet out there. We're getting better internet slowly, but our internet we live in Morrisonville is absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible, and there's a black hole, and I, you know, and, and it's one of those. It blows my mind because we're a couple miles from the city. We're like a mile from the town of Plattsburgh office, and I know they're working on bringing stuff up. And I'm like, there's no reason why any place in the North Country in 2020 doesn't have full service. 
Like even like yesterday for a while, I went from Danamora. Sorry, I went through Katyville, nothing. Into Danamora, a little. Shazy Lake, nothing. Cut up to Ellenberg Center. I actually had more service in Ellenberg Center than I did in those places. And it's, then I lost yeah. it coming down the turnpike all the way back to Plattsburgh. It's so, weird the zones that don't have So it's have like it. Altona, some spots of West Shazy, um, Katyville. Like that whole like beltway is nothing. Morrisonville, again, you're minutes from the city and you have zero service. Like it's terrible. There's, there's one spot in Morrisonville that if you drive through it, you'll lose your call. And it's on the main road. Yeah. Which is insane. So... It's just it, – it blows my mind that – but it will happen in time. But it's just – it's crazy to think about nowadays. And it's not even like I want my service so I can check my Instagram. It's like I want my service so I don't lose a call while I'm driving down the road. And then I got to recall people or like – All wait, I do wait, is drop so, calls on the way home. Yeah, it's like, wait, spots. did you get that? Did you get, yeah. And I'm right on Peru – like right in Peru, like on the lake. you think there'd be service, it, but – yeah, you're right. I went by um, the airport today, too. I went by the airport. There's a dead zone right there. Well, I think our boy Billy's been thinking about... He's been working on it. Yeah, because I, 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 I feel like I've seen stuff on Facebook about, like, it, more... Because, dude, I, I bet you down south, like, like south of E-Town, like, smaller areas, like, can they even get internet down there? Is it just gotten, satellite? They've gotten better, but um, E-Town, at least I remember... I remember going down and playing sports in E-Town. If you didn't have, like, T-Mobile, you didn't have service. AT&T in E-Town, is a, it does not what are you, work. What are you? AT&T. I know Verizon, Verizon. I think, is the better one. But Verizon might work, but AT&T in E-Town, you have nothing. You It just literally says no service. I get good. I'm talking about internet now, though, not cell phone service. Because I feel like they're two separate uh, well, issues. I know a lot of times they have, like, was it? Is fiber optic? Is that computer? Is that internet? I think. I have Frontier. There's Frontier. We have... Um, well, I know there's different, like, levels of charter. what you can have. Yeah, you probably have Charter in the city. But we... I don't... I'm not sure. I don't really know the difference. In te- I'm one of those guys that I do a lot with technology, but I know very little about technology, meaning I know what I know. Smart man. I d- you if know you- how to use a sword, but you're not a forger. Yeah, that's basically it. Like I, don't, I, I can't fix my computer. I can YouTube and I can Google, and I, that's all I do. Sometimes it's good to just know what you're not an expert in. We were trying to edit photos today for a listing, and I was telling Nick, I'm like going through this, and I go... Is it illegal to edit photos? My own photos? No, I, I'm joking. I probably will be written up with everything else, but no, I'm a... <laughs> I know you're just making them look better, but is there like... Sometimes photos are so misleading. It's so weird. Do I put, do, do I put the... Uh, well, you just use angles like to the... Like, are you allowed to use like fisheye lenses and stuff like that to like make it... Like, what's the... Is there a line? Like, can I photo... As so a, when I... When as I, a real estate agent, can I Photoshop a picture? Like, what's the line? You guys got to do that continuing education. There's got to be something about that. No, so like the photo, yeah. So the photos, the the so when I take a photo, what I what I do is like I so I've I've graduated from the the cell phone. I would say conservatively, ninety five percent of the photos online are taken from people's cell phone for listings. I think I'd be spot on because I. There's only a couple agents, I think, that don't use cell phones. There's not many. You can probably count on one hand. So I don't... But now cell phones are better. They are better. The Dude, 11's my, got three lenses. My Pixel 2 takes... Sarah has a Canon 700 or 70D or something. Mm-hmm. The, the thing about a camera is you can achieve that higher level, but you need to like adjust the lighting, do this, do that. The Pixel takes... After it takes the picture, it like waits a second, 
and then it like and it looks better like it's it edits it hashtag no filter every time i post on instagram so i look through the filters but like the pixel figures it out I, i'm an edit guy but i don't over edit there's a bit there's a difference there's some agencies. I actually remember during a golf tournament, you like going through editing a photo, and you're like, you got to put the lighting up a little. You yeah. sharpen that. Oh yeah, you, you do. I've gotten very good at editing. I edit almost every one of my photos, but I don't. I don't edit it to make it look unrealistic. I edit. I edit it to make it more vibrant or stand out more because. Because think about this: when people scroll through your Instagram, if you have a picture that kind of pops out a little bit, people will stop and catch their eye versus just a generic photo. So I do do that, but like when I do photos for houses. I have like a real nice camera I bought. I have special lenses. I like. Well, it makes I sense. I don't. I don't just go take my cell phone or just a random thing. Like I got a special lens. I got special camera. I have. I have a special editing software. I do like. I put time into your photos because I think it matters. Like I don't just take a photo, upload it, and be it's good. Like the photos I post for my new listings. Those are all, shits pop on North Country Homes for sale, <laughs> dude. Dude. Okay. So get this. This is this. So, we've talked about this. Like. I've been posting, I've been building up my Facebook page for five years, six years now. What are you at? Likes. Uh, closing on 2000. Nice. I don't know exactly the number, but somewhere, uh, somewhere in the upper teens. So, but what happened was I started from like nothing. There wasn't a lot of traction. Now, this is what I dropped. A, I, well, did you see it? The one from today? I don't know. Okay. So I had a new listing, whatever. Put on, on the thing. Yeah, town of Plattsburgh? Town of Plastic, what up? So put put this listing on. It has not hit the MLS yet. Nicole's working on putting it up. I had four agents reach out to me. I had four clients reach out to me. And that was before I even went on Facebook to look at all the people that had either commented, liked, or requested or DM me about seeing it. My, my and that's before it goes on. So it's like the fact that I probably already have four showings, five showings lined up on it without it. My biggest regret from quarantine is I didn't like go hard on social media or it was a tough time for me. So it was like a weird yeah, time, yeah, uh, but understandable. I wish, um, I still got to make my debut to TikTok. I'm thinking of just a crazy video I got to make, but I got to just go for it and do it. I've been super, in, well, so I was, I didn't post much over quarantine. I probably posted in two months, maybe six, seven times, I think, um, I got to the point where I wasn't posting. Then I got to the point where right as we were starting to open back up, then I got to like, you know, the whole like Black Lives Matter thing. And it was just like a lot of good on social media, a lot of good. And there was just like a lot of bad both ways. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not getting involved either way because it just was like there was too much. Like I said, there was just too much back and forth. Both it, like nobody was happy about posting. It seemed like there was a lot of strife. And everything that was posted was was anything that was posted. There was people on both sides screaming and yelling. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not just going to add to you know any negativity that's happening. I think there was a lot of good and, and a lot of good that was being done from that. And I think there was I saw the best of people during that time and I saw the worst of people. And I'm like, at the end of the, it was like disappointing to me to see like the bad stuff. So then I'm like, you know what? Like I took a hiatus of not really even going on social media. Cause I just thought it was starting to divide people too much. Yeah. So I didn't post a lot and I really haven't gotten back up into the swing of things. I posted a few things, but not to my, the consistency that I was doing every, every start of every week. I'm like, I'm going to start this week. And I'm like, I just don't feel ready. I've seriously thought about just putting the phone away for July and just, 
well, just I mean, no social media. I can't. I mean, or well, I could, but or strictly just business page. I guess you're a big my. I sort of treat mine like a not that I treat it like a business page, but like I post a lot of mortgage stuff on my personal page. But I've thought about do so we're we're MLB residential lending now. Yep. Um, I didn't. We made the switch a few months ago. I didn't. I didn't want to announce on social media during COVID because so both the dogs gone now. Yeah. It's, R.I.P. Buried them in the backyard. <laughs> so we um. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were great. They were a great company to work with. Nothing but good stuff about them. We just we just switched it up. Yeah. Um. So we, I didn't feel right doing like a social media announcement during that time. So I've been trying to time out when a good time to do that would be. Yeah. Where was I leading with that? But yeah, I've been considering if I should make like a Matt Craig page. How you have Galen Trombley as a public figure. If I should make Matthew Craig loan officer, mm-hmm. then I have to have my NMLS number, that sort of stuff. Or if I should just continue building the branch page because I I brought the branch page from like a few hundred likes to a thousand likes. The, the only the reason the reason I like a business page is because I can change that business page in anything at any time. Meaning, it's me as a person, not me as the real estate agent. Because if it was me as strictly a real estate agent, what happens is if I turned around and switched to a different like say, say ten years from now, I'm like five years from now, ten years from now, I'm out of real estate. Don't want to do it anymore. I just want you're making big. You're getting Spotify checks for the podcast for a hundred mil. <laughs> and and uh, but something happens, and maybe I'm like, here's a really good opportunity in a whole other field that I'm going to run with. And I just think that the benefits there, I should be able to divert that to follow me as a person, not me as a p- profession. And that's the only reason that I never really branded it as real estate. And there's some legal stuff. Like I have to have some stuff with real estate on there and I have it, but I don't. That's the problem. Yeah. There's like legal stuff I have to have with, that's not too much for a loan officer, but I might, I might either make a Matt Craig page, but also like the, the farm is a different entity. Like that's another problem. Like Mm -hmm. I have my personal page, the farm, and then also mortgages. Well, well think about even when you did, like Craigcast, you had a Craigcast page. Like I didn't. I just threw everything. I'm like, I know it was way too many pages. Well, because because you had Craigcast, you had your Bank of England, you had Matt, you had your um, Open Gate, you had Matt. Like I think you'd be better off doing just a business page around you that you can do whatever. So I have like a personal page, which not. I constantly, ideally, I want to. I've kind of played around with this. Like, that's my family page that I post, like, mostly, like, that's my kids, my wife, all that kind of stuff. That's one that I want to eventually really even dwindle down more, where I want that to be just, like, a very, very close group of friends. Like, not, like, not something where I would really put out to people that aren't, like, I know what you mean. best friend, like a small circle. My business page, totally public. I hope that, you know, more people that follow it, the better. But that's all my business stuff. So that's my podcast. That's... Anything, anything you think of goes there. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea if you just start a Matt Craig business Facebook and Instagram account, and that is Open Gate Farmstead, that is Craig Cat. That's just you as Matt Craig, the business person. You can have the other pages, but I think you need a central location where they all get posted. Yeah. And you know, and I don't think Open Gate Farmstead having a page for that's a bad thing. I don't think you need one for Craigcast. I think Craigcast is just part of you. Yeah. Um, it depends. I mean, some some podcasts like take Joe Rogan. He doesn't have a Joe Rogan page, and then I watch Fighter and the Kid. Fighter and the Kid has their own Instagram page. 
so don't the guys that host it, but they're not. If you can do it properly, it's it's definitely. I I guess I wouldn't say definitely better, but if you have like a proper podcast page, like mm-hmm. it will help. I think it just matters how like some people are are a podcaster, like that's yeah. not that they do that for a living, but that's their public persona, uh-huh. like that's sort of what they have. Whereas I'm like a a loan officer and a humanitarian first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, raising the chickens, yeah. So it's one of those things where. And then do you want to have your pages spread out so thin where you have six pages versus just one with all the likes and reviews and that sort of thing? Like I, So even our Kavanaugh page, I should run that a little more aggressively. We just post very generic stuff on – not generic. I mean it has uh, to do with our you agency. Have, you have good stuff on there. Yeah, but it's not run by anything. We follow just our agents. So I don't want to – like I wasn't going to follow a bunch of people on it. It's just more of Kavanaugh. And – Really, I should be going on Kavanaugh's page and like sharing all the agents' stuff on their stories and being more active. I'm not. Maybe I'll have Nick do that. Like she can become like the she runs it more than I do. I'm on my business account 90% of the time. I and I post on that. And literally, when I go look, I'll open up my account. If I open up my Instagram, so your Google reviews are tied to your your page as Galen Trombley or Kavanaugh or both. I think just Kavanaugh. I don't have any Google pages for me personally. I probably should up that and I should up my Zillow game because I have I've gotten two bad reviews ever. Now granted there's people I ask for reviews and they won't leave a review, so maybe they say I suck and they don't want to leave a review, which you know, it's fine, they can leave a one star. I've had two one star reviews ever, and it was just people that like I know who left them and it was kinda of one where I'm like Thanks, bud. I, I, I would have I wouldn't have expected anything less. You know what I mean? I expect it always that. has to be somebody's fault. Yes, and which is fine. But I kind of like it because it balances out my good and bad. So, like, well, he's got two bad ones. And, it, like, the person's, like, ran and raving, misspelling words, like, mm-hmm. sounding very – to the point where I'm, like, it doesn't really sound like they're a legitimate source of, like, that's someone I want to take a recommendation from, which I like. I like having those on there because then it makes me – yeah. So it's good. But I need to get more on, like, Zillow. But the thing is, like, I ask people for it, but I get it. Like, people are busy. They'll say, yeah, I'll do it. They have every intention, and they don't. And I'm not one to be like, hey, Matt, can you leave a review? Can you leave a review? Like, I'll ask you once. Yeah. Hey, can you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Perfect. Great. If you don't we, ever do it again, that's fine. You could say yes and not. We'll leave one. I'm not going to let you go cry. It's fine. Yeah, I guess I guess the best thing to do is have a branch page and then also have a loan officer page for just me. And then just have the loan officer page share the branch page. Because right now we have a, a lot that. of Google reviews. We have a lot of Facebook. Even though they, they got rid of Facebook reviews, now it's just recommendations, which is sort of weird. Oh, did they? Yeah. I still have reviews on mine, I think. The reviews are still there, but now people leave a recommendation versus a review. Oh. It's weird. Just different word. I know. But, yeah. um, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll make a Matt Craig page. Maybe that'll be my July thing. I think you should make a Matt Craig business person. Do, do, the, do the photo that you had like the presidential suit and tie on. You know what I'm talking about? Shout the out Valcor. to Rotary. Shout out to the, well, the Valcor. Um but I think if you do if you do that, that would be good, and then you share stuff through that. But you turn that page like we're making great wine. I'm doing business, like I'm doing uh, work, whatever. I'm going. Should I make I'm my go- Instagram a business? Should I change it over to a business yeah, Instagram, I or, would. or yeah. start organically on Instagram as a new business Instagram? I would. I have a personal page only, so I can put. If I didn't have to post. If I didn't want to post photos of my family on there, I would just have a business. I would take out my personal and only have a business because I can follow the same pages. I just mm-hmm. be in the business account. The business account I have because I can check all the insights and analytics on it so I can see 
who likes my posts, when they like my posts. And I got to get better at that, but I can see all that. I can track it. I can run ads. I can do all that stuff. I can't do it on personal. The, the personal one purely is that I can post photos of like Gina and the, yeah, just your family. That bike. Shout out to that guy. Whoa. They see me rolling. They hate it. This, this guy's got a, a tricycle. It's like a, ro- it's a like low an adult, rider tricycle. It's like an adult big wheel, but all three tires are the same. But it rides like a big wheel. Like He's leaning back. The guy's in his 70s, but he's leaning back. He knows what he's doing. Shout out to that this guy. This ain't his first rodeo. <laughs> no, no, no. He's Man, this is a beautiful lake view. Wait till they redevelop this whole thing. And I know people will be like, oh, good. Like... Pessimists will say not. Nah. Optimists will say this whole thing is going to be like the. This is the best what real estate. What do you mean? You don't like a sanitary station right at the bottom, dude? We'll be, that'll be taken out. Don't worry. This whole thing. I want to see what twenty, not, ten years looks like down here. Yeah, ten years. Because and the thing is, like, if this is my office for ten years, like, if I look down there and that just keeps getting built up and built up and built up, it's going to look dope. What I want to have now, granted, I know we don't have money. There's a lot of limitations. I get it. What I would love to see. Is that along the water is a boardwalk, not a board, uh, you know, boardwalk, and then there's a pier that goes out, which is just like a pier, like you could have kind of, kind of like we see in Burlington, like they have the boardwalk and they have like the little restaurant and the, you know, obviously the marina's over there, which is fine, but you can still have like a pier that goes out that people can go out and just well, walk out be, to. There can be more stuff to do down here. We need a good, like a. Um not a landmark of the town, but like a central thing that brings people in. Like if the well, crate had concerts, stuff like well, th- Oh, so this this is my brainchild. Sorry to interrupt you, but we're gonna do the board the boardwalk. You have a you have a pier that goes out, you have obviously the marina. Then you make that you make like a parking garage over there. People can go in and park. It's very much like like downtown Burlington. You have a church street esque place where it's pedestrian that no cars can go and you have shops. You probably have a couple little – you get a hotel down here in a couple little spots. Like maybe one hotel is fine. You get maybe another little like little small place for people to stay. You have businesses. You have restaurants. You might get a little bar or something down there. Um, you basically make it where you have like the downtown and then you have literally the waterfront. And then that's like the second little spot. You can walk the distance to both of them. You're right next to the train station. Literally like if this was – imagine the train pulls in here and you have this whole like little community out in the water. This would be like one of the best stops on the train station. I wish the um, at the end of Macomb Street, those old abandoned factories, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like that's a really nice area, and the condos next to it. Yeah, even though the condos are, I feel like aren't geared toward younger people, they're still nice. I think if that whole stretch gets redone, which is right over here, and then you mentioned the crate. The thing they got to do with the crate is make like no. a Jones so Beach kind of thing. We need a walking path from downtown. Yeah. to the crate, mm-hmm. like along the mm. water. So that's then- gonna be long. It's longer than you think. Yeah, but think about you like, could do it, but just for the long. beach, like just for the beach. So the it, beach has a way to go to the beach from downtown without like driving through town. Yeah, or, or you make like a bike path. Yeah, like if they continue the bike. Like, path. Imagine they do a bike path of those little scooters, and people just jump on them, and you can get from here to there in five minutes. It's a five minute scooter ride. Well, the beach is oh, that'd massive. Be, oh, that'd be, think about how big the well. There's two beaches too. There's like the state beach and then the city beach or something a, like that. Isn't there like a fun fact that it's like this? It's the biggest beach in New York. First, some weird. No, it's like, like the first or second longest beach on freshwater in the, in the nation. It's something weird. And just I gotta go ask Christy. It's, like Chris, it's, it's like a Christy Kennedy uh, fact from the chamber. I gotta ask Christy what that thing is. Which I, I heard it once that it's it's like one of the longest freshwater beaches in the United States. I can see that. I want to say that I think I think it was like number two. Um, 
which is really cool. But then, then like you said, put like a some type of stage out on the beach area where you have stage, and then you can utilize the stage in the beach as like a. Well, that's what I mean. There was concerts down there. There was a destination down there. People were going to the concert. They stayed at the hotels here. Did whatever. And then there's an easy way to get uptown and downtown. And, and you could get like the higher ground style bands because they could do the higher ground, jump over here the next night, do another show here, and and you you would be able to get a decent amount of people. You want to get like you're not going to get big names, but you would get like those the ones that play at like the, the little theaters, yeah. like the ones that could sell out a like few a, thousands. Yeah, get some and, comedians up here. Yeah, and and, and I think that'd be great. We're so, on the way to Mont. We're from New York City to Montreal too, so you could come here and do a Thursday show. Yeah. Or a Wednesday show before you I'd hit love the big to cities. see comics come here. That'd be cool. I think they could. I think they will do it at some point. And I think if you get... Because I, I think like 20 years we'll have all that. But like that's my idea of what a downtown could look like. And I think you get... Like you said, you have down... Maybe you have a little like park area down there that people can use where it's like, like kind of like Burlington. Like you're on the waterfront, but there's a huge park area that people can just go rollerblade, enjoy, sit down by the water. You know, obviously you have the beach down there, but I think that it there's just hangout areas. Yeah. Just places that people like, like this week and last week when it's hot as hell, like just go out and relax and, and chill. But I think like this, imagine that whole thing downtown being built up and then what this train station would look like with the, because it'd be like the old and the new and it'd just look really, really slick. And then you have the train that comes in here and then you have like, this whole thing, and then people could just get right off, and they can walk right down and do everything. Like I think you would actually have people hopping on the train and just taking a train ride. Where's the closest south train station? Like, what is it? What does the Plattsburgh route go to? There's a stop in Port Kent. Yeah, there is. There's a stop in Westport. I want to say Port Kent's probably the next stop, huh. and I think from here it's Rouse's Point. Is it nice? The train? Yeah. I mean, it's the Amtrak. Have you taken the Amtrak from like... The only time I've ever taken... Well, no, the, I mean more view-wise. Like, it's probably... Up here? Do you go along the water the oh, whole yeah, way? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you... It, like, legit, this train goes out here, and this goes right along the water, and it stays along the water the whole time. I've thought about taking... Port, a, Port Ken is right on the water. Yeah. Westport's is right on the water. I've thought about taking a train um, home to my parents' house one time to see what it's like. You'd be amazing. Yeah. The, the train legit follows, like, Lake Champlain, Hudson River. Like, I've gone down from Rensselaer down to the city, and you mm-hmm. follow the Hudson River the whole time. It's yeah. awesome. You go I've down done, to West Point. It's, like, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I've done the downstate stuff, but I've never gone to the in-between. Maybe I, I should I, do that. I've never, taken the, I've never taken it up here, but if you ever go down... Have you ever been to Harmony Golf Club? The back way? I say the back way, but if you go down through, like, Plains Road, and you cut... Not, you don't go all the way down and then cut up through, like, by the driving range. You cut down... You go by Tanglewood, you go down like I don't know. okay. So I haven't been over. I've only been next to Harmony like once. If we ever go I think to I've Harmony, I've been to Port Kent once. If we ever go to Harmony, I'll take you down that way. But literally, the trail road, like you all, you go down the road, railroad track, water. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the, if you go to Port Kent, like the Port Kent Beach and the ferry, the train goes right along that. The stop in Port Kent's right there. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 legit. And then maybe f- I'll try that. I mean, you could you could take the train down to like. You know, Westport, Port Henry, I think has a spot, spot too. Take it, take it down to Port Henry and just kind of hang out and then take the train back up. I mean, you can take a day trip kind of thing. Yeah. But th- there's some good stops. I don't know exactly where it stops. I think Port Kent, yes. Westport, yes. Port Henry, yes. Port Henry's down by the Champlain Bridge. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, Dude, I love all those. All you're those going towns along, are so nice, man. Yeah, and you're going along Lake Champlain. It's beautiful. That's the one thing the train has for it. and. You know, I think some people gripe, like, well, the train goes right along the water. It's not waterfront, which is true, like, the condos down there. But I'm like, it, it, you got to think when the train was built, 
nothing, none of this was developed. So that the train's like precedence. It was here first. Like the railroad tracks went along the water. Well, water, water used to be commerce. People just took boats. There wasn't trains or cars. So that's why yeah. there's so much commerce along water. And then the trains were like, oh, this route works. Let's just follow the water. And it was, you got to think it's easy to build and, you know, it's not as built up around that time. We going to wrap it up or we got some more time? What time do you got, Phil? Whenever. Oh, okay. I got to buy an AC. I got a, we got two coming in next week. I got a hard, uh, let's go five more minutes because I got, I got to be to Shazy at 530 and it's what, about five up right now? It's about 20 minutes from here. We'll be fine. Five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. We can wrap it up. It's, so it's kind of quick. ADKYP, we're having an event tomorrow, uh, the 20 under 40 launch party with... Um, Your mugs on the on the, I know. the thing. <laughs> were, you, were you on it? Was it last year? Last year I was on it, yeah. Um, I'm excited to go because I haven't actually been to a networking function three months, four months. What was the last, what was the last one? We were, with, we were in North Country Connections and they stopped that. Were you in that this year? Yeah, remember I that? missed I missed one of them, and then I I only went to one of them. Yeah, I, I missed the first one. We had one, and that was the last one. Yeah, they better be restarting that. I think I heard they were. Um, either either case, that's that's the next one. I but no, I'm I'm looking forward to going on Wednesday just because I haven't seen anybody. It's gonna be interesting because it's only like 25 at a time per area. I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You're gonna have way more than 25 people there. Maybe not, man. Maybe a lot of people are scared. And, like, don't want to go. We only have 18 going on Facebook. Team Bandana. I didn't think I put going on Facebook, did I? I don't know. I always remember random random stuff like that. Barstool. Um, Yeah, I don't... um, Actually, I'm using this as a neck warmer because it's cold. Yesterday, I was ready to just leave. I wasn't even going to work in here. Now, it's it's freezing in my room, which is great because I I get hot. But this is almost too cold. I'm not going to complain it's too cold. I, I should have put like a long sleeve shirt on or sweater. I'm proud of myself. This is going to be the first podcast I didn't have to excuse myself to use the laboratory. Yeah, this is this is amazing. I know. I think the first podcast me and you did, you went like four times. Yeah. Dude, that was I the st- first podcast you ever did, too. I stay hydrated. Yeah, you got a... What is that? This is a half gallon. Half gallon? I've already filled it up. Wide mouth? Once today. So what's your goal? Just to drink just, two I'm of just those? Just thirsty. I don't have a goal. Oh, just just because it's so hot out. Well, I lost I lost my good um, you know that water bottle I used to have. It had Kavanaugh. Oh yeah, I'll it had more Benner. It had a, some more a stickers. Ton of dope stickers. I left it down at the beach near me, and oh. it, um, I might have some stickers here if you want to just start start it back up again. I'll give you, I'll give you a Kavanaugh's K, and, and uh, I'll give you a local this, matters. This is just uh, this is part time. Well, you got to get a new one. I might have yeah. a couple of BBG ones in there too that I, because I, I added all my. Uh, Kind of main ones up there. I'll get some new ones. I guess some most of them are local businesses or just funny stickers that I got. I just kind of keep adding. I probably should have took the the four little ones and started spreading those along the top, but whatever, it's all good. I haven't been utilizing the whiteboards as much, to be honest. We, uh, um, I got too distracted, so I I just erased everything because there was a lot of stuff on there originally, and I just got like, which was good. It was good to see. Sometimes you need a clean slate. Yeah, I I think I want to. We started doing it more in the conference room, but I think I'm going to start writing down. i got to come up with some system, maybe like top five of the day kind of thing or three, and just be like, these are I have to get done these things today. And then those take precedent. i got to find a system because right now I'm in a, I'm in a funk. We, um, Nicolette just came on. She's going to be my, like, she's a, my full-time assistant now, which is like nice. amazing. And we're, we're kind of testing the waters of like 
how everything works. And it's kind of weird because today's day two. So it's like, okay, well, do this. I'm like, okay, now do this. Because I'm just kind of like seeing like what we can do. And she, she's been great so far. So we'll hopefully this will be something that, uh, you know, allows me to leverage some of my time because I've been... Been a busy man. Dude, insane, insane. But um, all right, I think that's it. We'll wrap up there. Um, again, everybody, make sure... Uh, leave a comment, DM us, whatever. Uh, we're going to do something. Matt Craig's got to be down to 250 pounds by January 1st. We'll do a weigh-in. Maybe we'll do a weigh-in show right at, like right around that time. We'll pick a date. We can make something work. We'll do some kind of weigh-in show. Maybe we'll get a couple people. We'll have like a, we'll turn this into like maybe we'll a little... have a, I'll have a, I'm bringing Craigcast back too. It's been like a year hiatus. Yeah, since last August. Yeah. Yeah. That, so... Craig, Craig Cass might be back on. We're going to do a weigh-in show um, for Matt Craig. That's going to be the thing. We're going to – so everybody reach out. If we want to do some kind of – some kind of contest. I, say, I don't want to say contest, but like – Competition, I guess. Not competition. Yeah. I almost want to do it like do we just put a bunch of money on the line and then if you do it, we give it to like – there's got to be a penalty. There's gotta be something that you gain that and something that you crazy, lose. Me dropping the water bottle on the table. No, no, that's, it's fine. We got that's why we got. Did you hear up. that though? Yeah, it was like a. It was like a. That sounds like doomish. <laughs> that's why these are up in the air. Thank so you, you for joining the show. So you don't get the, like the rattle. So these kind of keep the. Um, good pickup though in the mics, but no, we'll do something. We got to figure out something. So if you guys have ideas, DM us, text us, whatever, email, whatever you guys. We're easy to get a hold of. Um, reach out. Think of what you think would be a good penalty. If you potentially want in on the challenge, I, we have some mutual friends that I'm sure will be jacked up to be we'll think of in, some good ideas. in the challenge. But the goal basically is to make sure Matt stays accountable and gets down to 250. <laughs> I'll probably come up with something. It's got to be like you, it's like 250 or bust. Like it's got to say 250. Yeah. And ideally 250, we're not, you're not going like wrestling Matt and like dropping the weight all like in the last like – 45 or 48 hours so yeah it's gonna be like a, drop that much it's not like you're going that. into a fight like it's yeah. like legit you'd walk around for a day-to-day at that rate yeah and then i gotta figure out something i don't know i'll figure out something good for you i might be really damn close to a 400 pound back squat which for me is i've never that's done a that. lot that's a lot i wonder I, if i could do it i've been doing my weight gain like my weight like progressive thing i did 340 for five the other day i was i was excited at all it was good for me i've never that's the most i've ever done for five i'm not a big guy i'm I'm a little little guy so um my goal was to hit five 400 on that and i wanted to hit a 500 pound deadlift and i'm pretty close to that that's a lot right yeah i did i did five i had to do 435 the other day and I did five singles. That was heavy. Like that was like the last couple were hard to hit because I tried to do them. I did them. I did about four, five singles in about a minute. At four. I haven't been to the gym in so 35. long. Thirty-five. I have no idea what I would lift. But I started lower, so this is like the end of the cycle. So like tomorrow, which I'm dreading, like five thirty in the morning, I'll be pulling heavy dead. So I think I have to do four fifty for five singles. Which I can already feel my hamstring like ready to cry. Stretch up, baby. I'm actually tomorrow. I'm more nervous about that than anything else I've done. The deadlifts have been killing me. You got just, explo- just heavy. You got to explode your heels through the floor. Don't think about lifting the weight. Think about exploding your heels. I, I the usually floor. push my hips back, my knees back, and I kind of like you pull back a little bit on it. And you again, yeah, you drive from the from the heels up. But if I 
I have to do like I don't want to do touch and go, so I want to do four legit singles. So it's like lift, drop, not yeah. drop it, well, when it's bring dead, it down. Yeah. So it's a legit like regrip, lift it up. I would say I try to do it all within a minute. That's with like the lift, putting it down, maybe resting like yeah. five to ten seconds, fifteen seconds towards like the last two sets, and then go again. So it's not maybe a true like five singles, but it's it's pretty quick. If I can do that in a minute, that's pretty good. So I would like to have a five hundred pound deadlift. You got to get comfier chairs in here. They're not great. Not great. Not good. Back low support. budget. Low budget. Here. Low budget. Low budget productions. Yeah, we got. We do need these. Are actually old chairs from my sister's apartment. So. All right, we're going to end there. Episode 71. Matt Craig, thanks for joining. Um, Thank again, you so much for having me. Make sure you guys um, reach out. We want to have some, some type of accountability thing for Matt Craig. We're going to make him, we're going to peer pressure him down the 250. Um, and trust me, Matt Craig will um, look like a, I'm gonna an athletic, so good mo- uh, athletic movie star by the time he's done. Movie he'll star, good looks. And he'll, he'll be fair. He'll be fair at golf. If you get down the two look, no, baby steps, two fifty by January first. I was gonna say break hundred in golf, but we'll we'll wait. We gotta get them healthy first. Yeah, healthy first. Two, next year will be hundred. Do yoga. 150. I gotta keep doing yoga. Next year we can get you under hundred for golf. Yeah, that'd be a good goal for next year. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun golf. I week. got two boxes of Pro V ones that I'm not gonna open until I'm consistently breaking hundred. There you go. Goals. All right, that's it, Matt. Thanks. Out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.